0: We're living through a period of history where there are large parts of our population that will fight over literally everything. No major event. Uh, if it happens halfway around the world or down the street, doesn't matter. It is not immune from the deeply divided and really kind of cantankerous society that we live in today. The question is how did we get here? Why? Are we so divided? Taking a look at Canada in particular, uh, John Ibbotson is a columnist with the Globe and Mail and also author of a new book, *The Duel: diefenbaker Baker Pearson and the Making of Modern Canada*. Uh, he wrote a piece in the Globe uh, entitled "National Unity Is Fraying Under Trudeau's Watch." So, is the Prime Minister to blame? Let's chat with John. Uh, John, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time today. My pleasure. So, in your piece, you talk about the deteriorating state of national unity, and I'm I'm right there with you. We seem to be more divided as Canadians th- than I can remember. Now, it's not you can go, of course, talk about the Quebec referendum and all of that. But that was one region, you know, pitted against the rest of the country. This seems like in every single jurisdiction, community, city, province, it doesn't matter. Even within them, we're divided, right? I mean, we're just the division is
1: deep right now true. And of course, Canada is in no respect unique. In fact, you could, you could make an argument that we're probably less divided than some other societies. I mean, That's right. The polarization in the United States is just frightening to behold. Um, and you see deep divisions as well in many of the countries of Europe, Britain. Uh, so, you know, comparatively speaking, we may not be all that bad. But there's no question I think that partly because of external forces and partly because of internal forces, partly because of economic things such as inflation and rising interest rates, partly because of social media and the polarizing effect it has, and and certainly because of the the social impact of of COVID. Um, Canadian, And also, as I argue in that column, because of some of the policies of the Trudeau government, Uh, Canadian society is um, more divided uh, in in all of its regions than at just about any time that I can remember. So let's go
0: back to 2015, and as you say, the Trudeau policies, and there's no doubt, I mean, Trudeau's done some divisive things, but let's go back to 2015. We were very, it was was a much different globally, as you say, we're not immune, we're not alone, um, but globally speaking back, when Trudeau took over, and you take a look at what was going on in Canada, I mean, we were never all you know singing kumbaya, but we were a lot less um, at each other's throats, weren't we?
1: Indeed. Now, as you pointed out, uh, this was pre-COVID, uh, pre the, uh, pre-inflation, yep. um, all of the economic traumas that we've gone through. But it's also true, and I've written about this in the past, uh, that Stephen Harper's prime minister uh, took a very hands-off approach to the provinces. He believed that the federal government should stick to its constitutional knitting and the provincial government should be a, a free, of course, uh, to stick to theirs, that meant that he he focused on macroeconomic issues, foreign affairs, defense, things like that. But he didn't go rummaging around inside areas of provincial jurisdiction. Um, There's the result of that. Um, and again, as I've written, things were calmer and quieter uh, in 2015 than really than any time since the 1950s uh, when Diefenbaker uh, was prime minister and, and Pearson was Liberal leader. We haven't had that kind of calm. Um, since. Uh, But we had it in 2015, uh, and then uh, uh, Stephen Harper was defeated by Justin Trudeau, and things began to change.
0: Um, What did Trudeau do that sort of poured gasoline on that fire? Because I think we agree there were a lot of factors involved, but you talk about Trudeau policies. What are you mentioning specifically?
1: I think that... uh Liberal governments in general, and this government in particular, believe that in the in, in what is called the national interest, quote-unquote, um, federal governments should intrude in areas of provincial jurisdiction. So you'll remember, Justin Trudeau had lots of money for health care spending, but it had to be health care spending that met federal liberal priorities in areas uh, such as mental health care, for example, long-term care. Um, so the provinces had to sign deals in order to get uh, that money. Uh, the, federal, the federal government had a strong commitment to uh, reducing carbon emissions. Yeah. Those pro- provinces that didn't go along um, uh, were, were faced with the carbon tax. Um, and you can sort of run down the list. In one area after another, the, the, the liberals believed that they could and should uh, tell the provinces what the provinces must do if they were to qualify for federal funding in whatever area. Right now it's housing. Um and that leaves uh, whenever that happens, uh maybe it's in the national interest, maybe it's not of the national interest, but it invariably leaves the provincial governments, uh, to a greater or lesser degree, angry and upset. And that's certainly what we're seeing here.
0: He's had help. I mean, I, I'm just taking a look at Alberta. Of course, that's where we are. Um, if you take a look at the current Premier of Alberta, her entire political career, in large part, has been based on fighting with Ottawa, long before Justin Trudeau was Prime Minister of this country. You know, as, as a po- provincial politician, going back to her first go-round, um, that was a large piece of the platform that she stood on. Still is. Paulieff, um, he He'll, he'll tie anything back to Justin Trudeau. It doesn't matter whether it fits or not. So he's got help in that division, doesn't he?
1: Absolutely true. But you have to ask yourself, if, for example, Stephen Harper uh, had won the 2015 election, um, would Daniel Smith be Premier of Alberta? That is to say, did the policies of the Trudeau Liberals from 2015 until uh, last year uh, Pushed the voters of Alberta right. towards a more confrontational stance, so confrontational that indeed Jason Kenny wasn't confrontational enough and was ultimately replaced with, with Daniel Smith.
0: Excellent point, very good point. So, what's the thinking? If we did not have Justin Trudeau elected, we'd still be divided, right, John? But maybe it would be a different kind of situation that we're in.
1: Absolutely, we would. St- we would still have the the issues that that we have, but I think generally speaking, and you know, we we can't say for sure what Pierre Paul would do if he became prime minister. Yeah. But generally speaking, and this goes back again uh, to the Diefenbaker era of the 1950s that I write about in the book, um, conservative governments tend to leave provincial governments alone, and and things tend to be reasonably harmonious on the federal provincial front. Um, if we have another conservative government after the next election, all things being equal, we might expect the same result
0: it'll be interesting to see. That's a very good possibility. John, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here. It's been my pleasure.